Philadelphia in San Jose or DC in Los Angeles Galaxy. Colorado Rapids, Vancouver Whitecaps, Seattle Sounders, Montreal Impact, USA, York Red Bulls. Pitch Pass, your all-access credential to the people that matter in MLS. Here's your host, Greg Roach. Hello and welcome again to another edition of the hottest MLS-focused podcast in the world today. I don't know if that's true or not, but since nobody else is laying claim to it, I figure we here at Pitch Pass would. PitchPass.com if you want to follow or get involved or find out more about the show. And, of course, at Pitch Pass to follow us on Twitter. Big week in U.S. soccer as the provisional 30-person roster was named. We have one of the members of that roster who joins us on today's episode of Pitch Pass. He is a defender for San Jose Earthquakes in his full-time job, but now he's hanging with the U.S. men's national team, hoping to make his way to Brazil for the World Cup. He's Clarence Goodson, and he joins us right now on the show. Clarence, how are you, my friend? I'm good, you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I was I was a little upset, though, when I was dialing your phone number. I wasn't dialing some sort of 202-703 type area code. Yeah. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> you, you, you leave the country, and I guess they, they make you get a different uh, phone for the international calls, I would imagine. Yeah, well, I mean, I had a, a Norwegian and a Danish phone for a long time, so. True. Yeah. True. Got to get on that network, you know? <laughs> That's a network that a lot of Americans don't know about, the old Danish network. That's right. right. Good, solid network, though. I would imagine. Solid. You know, the, those, those Scandinavians, they, they do things right. They do. They uh, really do. So you had team photos today, correct? We did, yeah. Are you, yeah. Are you the smiler of the team uh, during the team photo? Definitely not. Oh so, oh, so wait, you're giving the, uh, are you giving me the stoic face? Or are you giving me the, the kind of scowl of, hey, don't don't mess with uh, our back line type of face? I would say it's mixed. It's a combo of the two. You know, can't, can't let people think I'm too friendly. Exactly. exactly. Even in the team photo, though, I mean, I understand the, the, the individual picture that pops up at the beginning of matches when they give the starting lineup. But even the team photo, we have to keep it stoic. I, I think so. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just, it's just the way I was taught. So. <laughs> Who who is the smiler on the team though? Who who's the guy that gives the big oversized smile? Uh, gosh, I, I'd probably I don't know, but I would bet Jordan Stewart. Really? I would think so. Him. Um, you never know what you're gonna get from Lenny. That's who I thought. I thought maybe he'd give you the uh, the the guy like the little kid who kind of just uh, punched the guy, but then he then he turns around and gives you a little angelic smile uh, on the side. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's he's got some he's got some pretty sweet faces. So <laughs> he he uh, he likes to throw a different one out just about every game. You uh you just got in for the team photo. I mean I don't know if they scheduled it as you guys were walking out the door, but you and Wando, if it was a couple of days later, would have missed the team photo. We would have, yeah. But it's good scheduling on on our administrators' part. They made sure that we were here. So last year I actually missed the photo. Um, so it's nice to be in this one this year. Where were you? Um, that's a really interesting uh, question. I had overslept. <laughs> I, had, I, I walked in to the team with money in hand to pay my fine. <laughs> so all, all was forgiven, but I think I was photoshopped into the team photo. I was going to ask you. So what happens uh, the, when your when your mom hangs it on the calendar, uh, the calendar on the wall? You're just not in the picture that year. I, you know, honestly, I don't know. Uh, but I think I think I may have been photoshopped. <laughs> 
I don't I don't know if congratulations are in order, and I, I'm sure for you it's a weird kind of time the next few weeks because it's a congratulations on making the provisional roster, but I'm sure you probably don't want to take the, hey, thank you very much, or the I'll see you in Brazil type of situation just yet. It's kind of got to be awkward a little bit for you. Yeah, well, I mean, this is the first step, of course. Yeah. You know, you gotta got to make the 30, so took that step, and I think – Look, there's tons of work still to be done. We're obviously all trying to prove that we deserve to be there, sort of be in Brazil, and at the same time we're trying to build team chemistry. So it's a little bit of a odd situation at the moment, but you know, going there with the right attitude, ready to work, just like we do every other time. Um, you know, get called in, and you know whether it's trying to make the, the game day roster in a normal camp or or it's trying to start. You know, it's the same thing. You, know, you gotta you gotta take it. Each day as it comes, work hard every day and, and do your best to prove to Jurgen that you deserve to be there, that you're a guy that he can count on and a guy that, that needs to be there in Brazil. But this isn't a situation, you know, maybe when you get to the level that you guys are at, it is, but this isn't a normal camp. This isn't a, oh, we, we're going to get together for a couple of weeks, we'll play a nice little friendly against Guatemala, and away we go, uh, back to our clubs. There's got to be a little bit more of a, of a I don't want to say anxiety, but butterflies, nervous energy, excitement uh, going into this camp because it is the camp that you work towards. Well, certainly. Certainly, um, you know it's going to be very intense. I was, you know, been in quite a few of uh, the uh, longer camps, whether it's a junior camp or the last uh, World Cup camp, and you know the level is obviously quite high. Uh, the intensity is, is obviously uh, stepped up quite a bit. And again, though, you know you have to settle down and, and play your game because you know all those those nerves and everything is, is you know it's, it's not going to help you at the end of the day. You have to prove that you know, you're a good good soccer player and then you fit into the team and you know get back to doing exactly what what i do you know as a professional soccer player that that makes me valuable and um you know if i can do those things then i'm confident that i'll be able to make the team walk me through how you found out uh, i got a i got the uh there's a provisional roster email and then i got the the final confirmation uh on email saying that you know i had made the team um for this, uh, you know, 30 roster to, to come into camp, and um, you know, obviously, uh, that's that's something that closer you get to camps throughout the last four years, you know, you're always, you know, have I made it? Have I not? And you know, there's always a bit of a relief when you do get that email. Um, but again, you know, that's that's all that means is that the the work is just starting. How often are you checking your phone in the weeks leading up to it? Just uh, I wonder if that email came in. You know what? Let me just check real quick. I know I checked 30 seconds ago. Let me just see if that email came in just one more time before we hit the practice. Uh, let me check that email real quick. <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm not really that guy that checks every every few seconds. Uh, certainly, you know, you'll check a few times throughout the day, and and hopefully it's come. But if it hasn't, you still have to go about your business. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm I'm still a dad and, and a husband and. I have to take care of my family and, and you know, have other interests in life as well, not just be you know overly consumed with with one thing. Now, forgive me, I'm I'm in D.C., so I'm I'm East Coast. How far is uh, Stanford from you? Is it commutable? It is commutable. Yeah, this is this is great. This is finally it's me and Wanda. They get to drive up to <laughs> the training facility. Not just the L.A. guys; they get to go up to the, the stub hub. But we. Um, yeah, she'll probably take me from from my house about forty minutes drive up there. And you're gonna so will will Jurgen let you come home at night? No, no. I mean, we'll we'll all be at the the facilities, uh, the hotels, and stuff like that. Okay. And, you know, just 
everything. You know, it, the camp is is kind of all inclusive. You know, you're you're there working on the field, but then when you're not, you're also working on your body, the gym, the nutrition, team bonding, team building, all those things. You know, it's not just step off the field and, and turn it off. You know, we're 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 trying to build a a team here and and be as close as possible heading into you know the biggest tournament in the world. Now, I talked to Ned Grabovoy a couple of weeks ago uh, about him. He, he's got twins and what it's like when he goes on road trips. This is like a road trip on steroids. It could turn out to be. This could be seven, eight weeks. Maybe you're gone. Uh, what do you say to your wife? Just uh, peace out. Have fun. Uh, enjoy, the, enjoy the time with the children. No, we, you know, of course, it's difficult because, you know, I love my family very much. and It's, it's difficult being away from them. Um, but, you know, they have great things nowadays you know you can facetime you can yeah. skype you can do uh you can stay very much connected and again this time around with us being at stanford and you know us living here in in uh the bay area we're able to to see each other sure. it's not going to be you know two weeks and see you later so in many ways you know that's that's cut up for me uh i know that we'll be very very busy with everything that's going on in camp but i'll still have an opportunity here and there to be able to see them uh in person so that really does help out quite a lot and yeah, I definitely want to give my wife a, a huge compliment she's she's awesome you know with, with uh, dealing with all these things and um, never complains about them and it makes my life you know so much easier to, to know that everything is taken care of at home even even when uh, you know we're on the road I wanted to ask you about your wife um, specifically because I, I'm sure you're going to say because if, if I asked you the question uh was it worth coming home? You got back on the radar. You you got back into the provisional squad, and now you're on the precipice of of heading to Brazil for for World Cup. But obviously, professionally, it was worth it. But how hard was it? Maybe to uh, how long of a discussion did you have to have with your wife to say, okay, you know, we are going to take a pay cut. We we're going to be back in the states, but we're not going to really be that close to home per se. Um, but this is something that I feel like I need to do to get to this goal that I, I've worked for. Uh, how hard of it was a decision for you and your wife and your family to, to come to? Well, you know, I think, uh, you know, you, you take everything as it comes and you think about it and, you know, we pray about it and you know, we ultimately come to what we feel is the, the correct decision. And, you know, we're all in this together. It's not something, you know, if I have to convince my wife of something, then, you know, it's, we're probably better off not doing it. You know, we need to be you know, in, in mutual agreement on, you know, all the decisions that we make, especially when we're talking about uprooting our family and, you know, moving across the world. And, you know, we, we both really enjoyed our time in, in Scandinavia. It was, you know, it's an amazing part of the world, great, great countries, great people there. And, you know, look, I mean, I can't say enough about my time. We, we really did love it. But we felt as though, you know, this was a great opportunity to be able to come home and, you know, home is in America, and we're, you know, my wife's family is from Seattle, so we're on that coast. It's a drivable distance. We did that last year, and, you know, we're able to see a lot more people now than, than we were when we were overseas. It's it's not as uh, cost prohibitive to have people come visit us. Her family can drive down, and so, you know, even though we're not necessarily in the same city, we still get plenty of visitors. Uh, we're, we're more in touch with people. You know, you're on the same um, in the same time zone so you know all those things have been you know very positive for us and again you know it's nice to be able to be in in california with some some excellent weather stuff that uh, you know we we only got you know here and there throughout our yeah. time uh, in scandinavia 
Um, I wanted to ask you about growing up. You are you were at a weird age as far as MLS is concerned in that it hasn't been there since you were born, but it was there as you were kind of forming into a soccer player. Um, and also, you're a perfect person to ask because you – you're just outside. You grew up just outside of D.C., so you had D.C. United here uh, from a reasonably young age, but not the youngest age. So what did MLS mean to you in, say, 1996, 1997, as you were uh, kind of embarking on your soccer journey? Yeah, it was it was awesome for us in America at that time, <clears throat> being younger, younger kids, trying to, you know, you, <clears throat> you're seeing a, a professional league that's finally coming into play before that the most popular team in our area was the the richmond kickers and you know that was still hour and a half two hours away from where i grew up and you know to have dc united there locally that was awesome you know i was at the first game there and you know they obviously had a really good team at that time uh won the league so it made it it made it very exciting for the area made it exciting for you know me as a youth player to be able to have some guys that I uh, had seen on the national team playing now right in front of me and you know it just it just kind of intensified my I love my passion for the game and you know wanting to you know continue to move on to the next step whatever that may be you know whether it was you know playing for the club and uh, in, in high school and then college and ultimately you know trying to become a professional and you know, took each one of those things one step at a time. But it was it was a big, big deal to to get this professional league, and one obviously that I've I've been on the plan now. What were you? You mentioned the Richmond Kickers, but so before, let's say '94, um, which would put you at around 11 years old. Um, what, what what were you doing for your soccer fix? You know, when little kids are looking at baseball players and wanting to be a baseball player, they turn on Major League Baseball. I mean, I remember for me growing up, it was going to indoor soccer games, which isn't anywhere near what it's like on the outdoor game. What was it like growing up for you? Uh, and, and what were you looking towards as, oh, I play soccer, blank plays soccer? Yeah. Uh, well, we had the, the Baltimore um, the Blast. blast. And the uh, the Washington Warthogs for a little while, and you had uh, uh, the Dante Washington at the time, you know, scoring goals, and yeah, you know, so we got to see see those people play. Remember, uh, we had the the U.S. Cup, uh, in, I think it was '93, where you know Germany was playing and and U.S. was playing, and you know some really really tournaments that came to to RFK. Uh, really hosted a lot of events there. I think we we saw Ajax play one time. Uh, I think it was against the U.S. national team, even. So you know, we were able to still see games. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, credit my parents to to taking me to those games. Uh, as far as TV is concerned, they did show you know English matches, but that really didn't evolve until a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially you know, it was kind of around the time when when uh, you know the best class ever at United, uh, Man United, came through with with Beckham and, and Scholes and Giggs and Mickey Butt and all of them. Um, and they were on TV, so you know, definitely got involved with that and enjoyed watching, watching those games. Uh, but really, in the early days, it was more about going to see live soccer, you know, whether whether it was the professional ones I just spoke of, or going to see the kickers, or or uh, even you know seeing high school games. And you know, when you're when you're that young, when you see even high school, I mean, those people look like look like uh, giants. Talk to me about Love Football. I know this is something that's very near and dear to your heart. And as we gear up, uh, you're going to be on a on a very big stage to to promote this project that you've got going on. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks for asking. Um, yeah, you know, I'm just, I'm proud to, to support love.football, you know, and their mission is to, to give kids in underserved communities you know, a safe place to play. And, you know, uh, up till now they've, they've been involved in establishing soccer fields in both Guatemala and Brazil. And they'll be moving into the U S uh, as soon as the world cup's over later on this year. And, you know, we just believe that, you know, every kid has, has a, a right to play soccer and just trying to, to build and maintain the civil soccer fields that give kids, you know, a safe place to play. And, you know, I just, just got involved in this and I really want to just encourage everybody to, to look at it for themselves, you know, not just listen to what I have to say, but, you know, go to love.football or lovefootball.org, excuse me, and check it out and see how you can get involved. And, you know, not everyone has the same opportunity uh, that maybe I did when I grew up. Yeah. Grew up. And, you know, especially when, when you look at the, now the, the World Cup's going to be in Brazil this summer. And this is, you know, this is going to be the biggest, biggest World Cup. And, you know, love that football. They're, they're working in disadvantaged neighborhoods throughout Brazil where, you know, boys and girls, they're playing barefoot, you know, in garbage and air sewers and they're at risk from traffic and, and, and crime and, and all sorts. And so far, um, they've built 16 soccer fields across Latin America and, you know, served more than 8,000 kids and you know, giving them a safe place to play and, and helping them fulfill a dream of, of just being able to play soccer. You know, this is the world's game. And, you know, we, I think everyone that's listening to this right now has a passion for soccer. That's why they're listening True. to this right now. And I uh, just want to encourage everybody to look at it themselves and, and, and see, you know, if it's something that they would like to be involved in. And another thing is uh, <clears throat> there's also an opportunity to, to go to the World Cup this summer. Uh, they're, they're going to be giving away a trip uh, to go see U.S. play in Brazil, a uh, round trip, uh, all-inclusive of tickets. And, you know, anyone can, can log in and, and sign up and try to win that. And all they got to do is go to uh, com slash lovefootball and sign up. And while you're there, just take a look and, and see if it's something you want to get involved in. So that's the website to to get registered to win the trip to, to Brazil for the World Cup. And more importantly, I would say lovefootball.org is the website to go to to find out how you can get more involved. This, this is perfect because we had Dan Gargan on last week, and he and I were talking about playing on the streets in Philadelphia and how we can how yep. good way to get kids to, to play soccer on the streets or even on their own fields if, they, if we can get fields for them. And this is a perfect continuation of that. So lovefootball.org is the place to go. Um, and thanks for he- giving us the heads up on that, Clarence. And before I let you go, i got to ask you one last question. Without prying too deep into your, your private life, uh, is there would you go Clarence the fifth? Because I noticed you are a fourth. I'm the fourth. You know, I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. We have uh, a little girl who I'm sure people have seen before and had her on the field during the World Cup final. But um, you know, it's up it's up to God. If he if he blesses with a with a little boy, then uh, you'll go five. I think I think there's a good good chance we'll go five. Now, is there is there you'll go five because you want to go five, or will you go five because of the the, the maybe there's some family pressure to go five. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> you know, there's every man has to make his own decision. True. And uh, you know, I think my my family's been very supportive throughout my life, and they'll support whatever decision I would make, especially <laughs> when it comes to the fifth. 
<laughs> well, Clarence, good. It's good. Some good luck to you uh, as you tar- tar- start the next step in your uh, quest to make it to Brazil for the U.S. Men's National Team in the World Cup. And thanks for giving us some time today, my friend. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. For more show information, go to pitchpass.com.